2: Good morning, friends. Welcome to Moneyball Minute. My name is Kirk Henderson, editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyball.com. It is Monday, March 7th. Thank you for joining me this morning. Before we get to any Mavs-related things, it's worth talking about the standings in the West because if you stayed up late last night to watch any basketball, you saw an absolutely incredible uh, overtime game where the Nuggets came back and beat the Pelicans, who had been on fire recently, where Nikola Jokic turned in perhaps one of the defining box scores of the season. If you look at his performance, he uh, ended up with 46 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, 3 steals, 4 blocks. And while sharing the floor at the end of the game with Monty Morris, um and some players who are not entirely what we would consider starting uh, level NBA players at the end of a game. Truly an amazing performance. The Nuggets managed to stay within a stone's throw of the Mavericks. The, them losing would have been very big in the fight, which they are hoping for for the fifth seed. The Utah Jazz, who the Dallas Mavericks play a little later ton, uh, tonight, which we will circle back on, defeated the Thunder 116-103, uh, to 103, with Boyan Bogdanovic finishing with 35 points on 8 made threes. A really kind of impressive performance. In stranger aspects of box score watching, the Memphis Grizzlies lost to the Houston Rockets 123-112. to In a game that doesn't entirely make a lot of sense, but hey, sometimes you get those games. The Mavericks nearly dealt with one of those playing the Kings the other night. Uh, The Mavericks still have a one-game lead up on the Nuggets. They're trailing the Jazz by one-and-a-half games. They can close that to one with a victory uh, over the Jazz tonight. Memphis still has a fairly solid um, leg up on the, the Jazz, whereas the recent Golden State Warriors tumble has put them in contention of losing that spot to the Grizzlies if they falter any further. That's primarily what we have on scoreboard watching tonight. And for the rest of Moneyball Minute, I will be talking about those uh, those sort of matchups leading off whenever we do these, which are, you know, three to four times a week, depending on what's going on. So if you're still buzzing over the Saturday night win, uh, comeback from behind win over the Sacramento Kings, you have every reason to be. It's the second 19-point comeback of the season in which this one... Was obviously not anchored by Luka Doncic. Instead, it was uh, anchored by Spencer Dinwiddie, the recent acquisition from the Washington Wizards in the Kristaps Porzingis trade. And it's really interesting listening to Dinwiddie. He's going to be a player who I think Mavs fans will come to love with a fierce intensity over the next several weeks, and hopefully longer than that if he stays with the team for for several years. Um, he's really honest. He says kind of exactly what's on his mind. He also does this on social media to the point to where I wonder if it it might eventually kind of bite him, but for right now, it's, it's really so refreshing. Um, and you know, he, he went on to give a lot of quotes in the, in the, um, post game presser where he, he was, you know, he addressed the reports that he wasn't well liked in the Washington locker room. And he said, quote, I think that's what hurts the most. I've never bas- bashed Washington. I've never said an ill thing about the team. In fact, I thank the owner or chairman, Ted Leonisus, and I thank Tommy Shepard, the GM, and I thank Bradley Beal for those three kind of collectively deciding to give me my contract. They didn't have to pay somebody coming off the, uh, an ACL. I'm appreciative of that, appreciative of my time there. So to be bashed on the way out the door hurt my feelings for sure. I think I'm human, of course. Um, you know... Dinwiddie just seems to be one of these guys that his teammates absolutely love, at least right now, and that's very important because they could use an injection of emotion. Um, I don't necessarily want to call it leadership, but it's it's so valuable to to um, have somebody like him who can, you know, take some of the mantle of leadership along with Luka, along with Jalen Brunson, and, you know, make things, um, you know, just have things work out. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, it's worth noting that Kristaps Porzingis finally had his Washington Wizards debut where he played a pretty nice game, 25 points in 21 minutes, hit a lot of free throws, had five rebounds. Good for KP, glad to see him back out on the floor. Um, I'm not sure about you guys. I know we still have a fair number of really Kristaps Porzingis sympathizers. God, that's just a nasty way to say that. I don't even mean that. Just people who really liked Kristaps, and that's fine. Um, but it's good to see him go somewhere else and play a good game because I, I, I think we all wish for the best for him long-term. Um, before we close out here, there's a couple more like recent pieces of news. On Friday night, uh, the Dallas Mavericks held their Mavs ball, which raised uh, $1.5 million for the Mavs Foundation. The whole team was there. They, they do an auction. Uh, fans and anybody who really wants to go can actually buy tickets. They don't, I don't think the Mavericks publicized this very well. Um, Lauren Gunn of MavsMoneyBall.com went to the event and she noted that there were a lot of former Mavericks in attendance along with the current team. Uh, the former Mavericks include Dirk, Sean Marion, Berea, Michael Finley, Josh Howard, who was at the game uh, the next night, and then Charlie Villanueva, which, uh, oh, Charlie V, he's uh, an entertaining player to think about. Um, before you close out of your podcast, I really recommend hopping over to MavsMoneyBall.com, where this morning we have a really, really good post by Matt Phillips about Spencer Dinwiddie bringing out the best in Jalen Brunson. Uh, Matt put a lot of time into this post, and so there's, a you know, not to to... to just to sort of give you the summary of the, the the post and why I think you should read it is there's a lot of people who think that Spencer Dinwiddie has been brought in as Jalen Brunson insurance in case Brunson decides to sign elsewhere. Matthew makes the argument that Brunson accentuates uh, Dinwiddie and vice versa in a way that, is really beneficial to the Mavericks as a whole because that third ball handler is something that we've all clamored about for years. Brunson is playing out of his mind since Dinwiddie joined the team in terms of just numbers. So that's really worth paying attention to. I really recommend going over and giving that a read. Also, early on Sunday morning, uh, Doyle Raider published an article about Dorian Finney-Smith. Apparently, the uh, Dorian's teammates have nicknamed him the Ferrari, <laughs> and Dorian gave some great quotes about why he does not particularly seem to like that nickname. But you know, it's just Dorian is is a guy that has earned every single uh, minute and dollar uh, during his time in the NBA, and him hitting a game-winning shot like he did the other night. Uh, Saturday night against the Kings is something that feels so earned, because he's you know he's an undrafted guy. I've talked about that repeatedly. Just signed a uh, you know big contract extension, and in his time since that contract extension, he's really proving his worth. He's he's showing that he deserves every dollar. So I recommend going out and checking those two stories. There's also a preview of the Jazz game, which is going to happen tonight. Um, if the Mavericks actually hope to try to take the four seed they had they this is a must win uh you cannot lose to the jazz again they've already lost twice this season the first game coming out of the all-star break was, was the most recent loss and then they lost a christmas day game where luca wasn't able to play and porzingis actually had a pretty good contest there but you, you know you got kind of got to throw that game out the window um the jazz donovan mitchell shot the heck out of the ball the first game out of All Star break, whereas Boyan Bogdanovich didn't hit anything, and neither did Jordan Clarkson. So I I still am very much concerned about this matchup. Now we have Luka Doncic, and they don't, but they are such an an effective three point shooting team. They lead I'm sorry, they're top seven in the in the league in percentage. Uh, they are top two in the league in both attempts and makes, and so they just the kind of offense they play. Could theoretically run the Mavericks off the floor because while Dallas has played uh, such good defense in 2022, the offense has at times struggled to keep up. Um, so, anyhow, that's where we are at the moment. I hope you guys have a good rest of your Monday and you come back to MavsMoneyBall.com later tonight to check out our recap coverage along with podcasts and things of that nature. If you missed the Mavs party, Green Room Celebration after the Kings game. Check your feed. If you missed Josh I recapping the game, I recommend checking that out as well. I hope you all have a great start to your week, and we will talk soon.
1: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality